0: Good morning, Akron Alliance. We are on the air. Uh, It is uh, Sunday, July 4th, 2021. Happy Independence Day to everyone. Thanks for being here this morning for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. I'm Melvin Gaines, and it's for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. And we want to go ahead and get started with our praise music section of the Sunday School portion here. And it's going to be Brian Courtney Wilson. Uh, and the name of the song is called Still. So we'll play that while we we'll lot allow people to jump on with us, and thanks again for being here this morning. Glad to have you back. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Marnell. Welcome back from California. God bless you all. Thanks for being here. Having Sunday school today. Great lesson, too. Hey, Laura, good morning for being here this morning. Hopefully, you're not having connectivity issues. Hang in there if you are. I'm seeing names bouncing. Good morning for those of you who just joined us. Thanks for being here this morning. morning, Beverly. Thanks for being here. Courtney Wilson and the name of the song is still and it's a uh, really really important uh, to heed the words of just making sure that you're going to be ready and still to listen to what the Lord has to say to you in your life and and where you are personally um, just thank you for being here this morning Lord we, we have a couple of announcements here we need to make sure that everyone is aware of um, first of all we will be outside today uh, at church. Today we will be outdoors because the weather will be actually comfortable enough for us to get together outside and before it gets really warm out uh, later in the day. So for those of you in Akron and in the vicinity, uh, if you're coming to church, please prepare accordingly and dress accordingly for outside. We got the word early this morning, wanted to make sure people were aware of it so that they would be aware of it for purposes of preparation. So outside today, uh, bring your lawn chairs, dress comfortably, and uh, we also wanna make sure that you're remembering uh, your tithes and offerings as well, too. The uh, address for mailing your tithes or offerings if you are not able to bring them to church is Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. And of course, there will be a drop box uh, outside the church Uh, doorways as you enter the premises. Uh, We probably will be in the back today, just so you're aware of that. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Special prayers for Roscoe, uh, Elder Roscoe. Uh, We want to keep him in prayer. He is in the hospital. He is uh, supposedly doing better today. He is still in recovery mode, and I pray that you'll just give him prayers to lift him up and provide healing for him right now. Uh, Looks like he'll be in the hospital for another day or two, so he won't be uh, joining us at church today, uh, prayerfully, um, we will be able to see him sometime next week, uh, for sure. And also want to mention too that Gus's message um, that will be presented today at church. There is a pre-recorded version of the message uh, available online after Sunday school. The Old Testament and New Testament comes from God. It's a continuation of His covenant series. Um, it is available. It'll be on the timeline here on the Akron Alliance Fellowship. Facebook page uh, after Sunday school is completed. For those of you who are out of town, not able to be here, you'll be able to see his message. And I'll just echo something that he said last, uh, when I was reviewing the message last night. Um, Please make sure that you acknowledge uh, the messages as well, too. Make comments. uh, Make sure that uh, you're sharing this information to others as well, too. We have an opportunity, and we've had it for some time, where people uh, get to know uh, us as our church. Based upon the messages and and let people know that you're being encouraged by these messages as well too. I I pray I'm prayerful that what's being said it certainly is coming from the Holy Spirit, but it also uh, should have an impact on you as well. And to just make sure to acknowledge that as well. Let Pastor Gus know um, that uh, those messages are appreciated. We do like to know. Uh, what the acknowledgement is for online as much as we can we've tried to increase that just say hi, pastor gus. yeah just say hi pastor gus if you're acknowledging the message that's a great idea um, just something to keep in mind uh, as we uh, look to move forward and continue this uh, not just the church uh, presence uh, in the building but also online and speaking of online good morning jasper good morning joanna thanks for being here this morning God bless you all. Um, we we just we couldn't do it without you. We we couldn't do it without your support, your prayerful support as well too. Uh, it's a labor of love to be able to present the message and present information from uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm, I trust that you get that and understand that as we move forward. Okay, that is the uh, those are the announcements for today. We're going to get into uh, continuation of the study in Hebrews. We are. Starting out in Hebrews, and it's a very, very interesting message, and there are themes in this section, and we're going to also be covering, uh, looking at different passages as well as what we see in Hebrews as well, too. So uh, with that in mind, and I'm going to be praying also for Roscoe in this prayer time, we're going to go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to look to your word and just hear you speak to us now in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the indwelling spirit who continues to teach us to uh, acknowledge our presence as well as we acknowledging you. But we also thank you, Lord, for what you're doing to us to both mold us and shape us into uh, better people who represent you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your presence today. And again, thank you for your teaching. We pray, Lord, that you'll just bless us as a church. Bless us as a group. Bless us as individuals. We ask that you uh, help us to remember Roscoe and keep him in prayer uh, throughout his time while he is in the hospital. We pray that you'll just continue to be with him and provide healing power to him where he is able to get better and better and be able to come home very soon. And we thank you for all these things, and we ask them in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 7 through 14. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 7 through 14. Now, this study of Hebrews, it's one of those things where you can go, I think, sometimes too quickly through some passages and miss the point that God is trying to make to you about uh, what he's trying to relate in communication. And again, just as a reminder, this is being written to those Jewish Christians uh, in the in the area in the vicinity, and it is being written to talk about more than just the mosaic law, but talk about how Jesus Christ is far greater than all of those things that uh, they had been holding on to for so long. And now we're talking about David Fry is online. Good morning, good morning, good morning. God bless you, brother. I'm um, glad that you're here. I'm sorry to interrupt that, but I had to react to that because that was pretty important. Um, Thanks for being here this morning, uh, Mr. Fry. Uh, God bless you, brother, and uh, get well soon. Okay. Um, Hebrews chapter 1 talks about the superiority of Christ, and that is what we're going to be looking at here. I think I used the words last uh, last week, his magnificence, his totality, the, the things about Jesus Christ that are very important to point out. And the discussion, we're going to go back into it again and pick up from where we left off last week in verses 7 through 14 where there's communication about the angels and and making sure that the angels are not elevated above Christ by all means and, and that Jesus himself is the one who has to have the forefront of um, our attention, our acknowledgement, our worship, our praise. And these are things that we should hear. We can't hear this enough, honestly, when it comes to how we look to Jesus Christ. After all is said and done, Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega, amen? I mean, he is the one that we are to be looking to, uh, in spite of what's happening in the world, what, in spite of what's going on, uh, when we look at the different issues that have taken place. Um, and there's a lot of things that are going on, and some of those things, honestly, just don't make a lot of sense, And but in and, and, and many ways, we need to understand that when we talk about living in the last days, um, we are in the throes, the, the throes of the last days, because things are turned upside down in many ways. It's been mentioned by more than one pastor, more than one preacher, that there are people who are celebrating immorality and they are uh, basically condemning those who have a moral view or a moral stance. And that is very, very much in line with what is mentioned in Scripture about how things are just turned upside down. Um, Just the whole idea of uh, how men... And women uh, have, in many ways, different views today as far as what they should be, what they represent, who they are, things that are not uh, God-ordained by any stretch of the imagination. There's all kinds of issues there. But with that being said, let's get to the passage, and let's read it and kind of go back over this piece by piece. Back to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 7 through 14. Starting with verse 7. Uh, this is the New Living Translation. Regarding the angels, he says, he sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But to the sun, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you. Pouring out the oil... Of joy on you more than on anyone else. He also says to the Son, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and you made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever. And God never said to any of the angels, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. Amen and amen. Okay, that's Hebrews chapter 1, verses 7 through 14. And I wanted to cover a couple things about was taking place here. You'll notice that if you were to go back to verse 5 and and, and come all the way down through to the end here in verse 14, you'll notice that the writer of of Hebrews, which we believe just based upon the discussion we had last time is Paul, even though it's not terribly important who it is, and we believe this is a a message that was written in probably in the form uh, of a sermon to communicate to the people. But let it be said that in these, there are references here that are taking place. And if you go back to verse 7, I'll give you the first reference. Verse 7 in Hebrews 1, regarding the angels, he says, He sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. And that essentially is a reference to Psalm 104.4. Uh, that's where it comes from. It, it literally is almost a direct quote of that passage. He makes his messengers winds, his ministers a flaming fire. He's mention, making, mentioning this about the messengers. He's referring to the angels. The angels are the ones who are God's messengers. And we have had conversations about angels, and angels take on all kinds of different forms. They mostly, for our purposes, uh, take on the human form. They are messengers. They uh, help us with issues here on earth in many different ways. They, uh, in many ways, they are our protection. Um, I know of stories that have been told about how angels just give protection as well, too, to keep you from harm, uh, where you can't explain their appearance, and they may disappear just as quickly as then they, they showed up. But the bottom line was that they served their purpose. They are servants of God, just like we are servants of God. And so when the angels come, you notice how it says here, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. That means they, they come and go very quickly, but they move. They have that ability to move very quickly and do what's necessary to serve the Lord. And they serve the Lord for the purpose of making sure that we as believers, as it references towards the end, they're here to care for us. They're here to care for those individuals who desire uh, to to seek the Lord, to, who are seeking his salvation, seeking his very presence. And the angels are there to assist. And I want you to think about times in your life where you uh, perhaps uh, have had some sort of intervention or something may have happened in your life where you really can't explain it any other way than to say that one moment you see someone and the next moment you don't see them anymore. Uh, it's because they perform their service uh, where it was an angel, someone outside of a human being, someone that you know, maybe someone that was definitely someone you don't know because it's people usually that you don't have any relationship with. But they move about, and they take those different forms. And Angels are everywhere. There are God's, they are indeed God's servants. And so we need to understand that. Now let's go back to Hebrews 1, verse 8. It says, But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. Now, remember here, we're kind of speaking in uh, an issue where we're looking at the references being made to the Lord speaking about his son, Jesus Christ. So that's pretty clear by looking at the passage, because you can see that. The reference to this passage is actually from Psalm 45, verses 6 to 7. Why don't you turn to that real quick? Psalm 45, verses 6 and 7. i want to spend a little bit of time with this just to give you context as to what this particular section is referring to. This is actually, in verses 8 and 9 of Hebrews 1, a messianic declaration. It's a declaration of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. That is what this passage is referring to. And if you look at Psalm 45, verses 6 and 7, it's going to almost be verbatim to what we just read. It's not quite verbatim. That's why we're going to look at it here real quick. Uh, I'm going to read from the ESV, uh, English Standard Version. Verse 6, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of r- upright uprightness. Make sure I read that correctly. Uprightness. Verse 7, You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. So this is a direct communication that's speaking about God anointing Jesus Christ, number one, as the Messiah. There is a kingdom involved because, if you notice in verse 6, here it refers to a scepter. A scepter is a symbolic gesture that the king, there is a king involved. And he represents righteousness. He loves righteousness, hates wickedness. So God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. In other words, the companions would be anyone uh, perhaps serving the Lord, but now we're referring to someone who is elevated much more than above the angels. Anyone else who is serving the Lord Jesus Christ, Angel Gabriel, whoever it is, he has a special place. He is the ruler. He is the, the new king that is being referred to here in the passage. Now, understand the audience again are the Jewish Christians, uh, the Hebrews, who are listening to this, and they need to understand that what's being declared here is that Jesus Christ is much more important and is elevated much greater than any uh, Mosaic law that they represent and understand. It goes much further that Jesus Christ should be their focus. Jesus Christ should always be their focus in the same way that Jesus Christ remains our focus As we look at this passage, do you look at Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the chosen one that God has put forth for the sake of your salvation? Of course, we understand that as believers, we know that. For those who are, for whatever reason, don't understand or don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to understand that this is who their focus should always be upon. It's upon Jesus. It's upon him. He is much more important than he is the fulfillment of the Mosaic law. Let's put it that way. He is the fulfillment of the law. Remember, the, the Jews were reading the law, and I'm not saying that the law was unimportant. It certainly was, but there were problems and difficulties when individuals took, took it upon themselves to add things to the Mosaic law that were more restrictive in worshiping and serving God than they were in, um, in actually pushing people towards God. So now Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of this Mosaic Law that we refer to. Remember, we say it over and over again. It's going to be mentioned, I think, in Gus's message as well, too, about the relevance of the Old Testament and the New Testament. (coughs) And he mentions how the New Testament honestly makes the declaration, as what we're reading in Hebrews here, that Jesus Christ is the focus of all of the laws and rules and, and things that have been mentioned throughout the Old Testament. All 66 books of the Bible point to jesus as our focus and that's what we always need to remember as we look at this so we have this messianic declaration and the messianic declaration talks about a ruler who loves justice hates evil remember, justice is the word mentioned here in the new living translation uh rather than righteousness but it's the same principle the principle is is that he's a god of justice And when all those things that are taking place in the world today, where you see that the world is turned upside down, you better believe that there's nothing that's getting past the Lord. Those things are going to have to be taken into account by each and every person, uh, every individual. There will be a sense of justice. Uh, There will be things that will need to be declared as far as God's truth is concerned. And I I love how it says in verse 9, And he hates evil. There's a lot of evil in the world today. We recognize that uh, for sure. And we need to hate evil just as much. Uh, We need to love everyone. We need to hate evil. Uh, We need to make sure that we're always providing a vessel or an opportunity as a vessel to make sure that we welcome people into uh, the fellowship of Jesus Christ for those who want to turn from their evil ways and acknowledge who he is. So our, our purpose is to represent Jesus Christ by being this one who stands up for justice and truth and hates evil. And that is exactly what we should be doing as believers. And so the reference is made here in verse 9 of Hebrews 1 about how God has anointed uh, Jesus Christ. He is the chosen one. He is the one who represents uh, his kingdom. He is the king of his kingdom. He is the eternal king. And we're going to look at passages here uh, further down in Hebrews 1 that will talk about exactly uh, what that means as far as Jesus Christ's permanence in this entire picture. So I hope you get those first passages, and I like the references that are being made back to these other passages, and understand something, that this is what a lot of messages do. A lot of sermons go back and look at passages uh, that refer to what is truth, just for context purposes. And understand that the people who are reading or hearing this, the Hebrews, the Jewish Christians, they know these passages. So there's a point of reference now for all of them to be able to hear and understand what is being said. They can go back and look at those passages and make comparative notes and and check those things out. I trust that you're doing that too as a a Berean. Uh, You're paying attention to what passages are being mentioned and you can go back to those things. Because these are all points of reference. Remember, God doesn't contradict himself. He uses his word to reinforce what he's trying to teach us. And what is he trying to teach us here? About the superiority of Christ and then how Christ is greater than the angels. That's what we need to see here. Um, okay, back to verse 10. Verse 10. He also says to the Son, this is all, all about God saying to the Son, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and made the heavens... With your hands. Amen to that. Made the heavens with your hands. And let's look at verse 11. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever. That's the reference that I wanted to get to. So he's referring to Jesus Christ, the Son being the one who laid the foundation of the earth. In other words, he was right there at the time when the earth was formed. Now, so this author is quoting Hebrews. He's quoting in Hebrews Psalm 102, verses 25 through 27. Let's take a look at that real quick. Psalm 102, verses 25 through 27. Sometimes I wish that we would see more passages like this where we would look at these references from the New Testament to the Old Testament. And this is, not to beat this to, to death, but anyone who dismisses the Old Testament as being irrelevant is, is absolutely, um, frankly, caught up in false teaching. I'll just say it because that's not, it's, it's not an accurate thing to say at all, to say that the Old Testament is not relevant. It absolutely is relevant. It is relevant for purposes of reference and for teaching purposes. We are not living under the Mosaic Law or the Old Law. We are living under the New Covenant, but we still, Jesus Christ, made reference to Old Testament Scripture when He communicated with people um, uh, throughout His ministry, and so it obviously has relevance. And they didn't have right. There was no other there nothing else. That's that's right. It was there was no New Testament. <laughs> it had that was the only thing that was available. That's exactly right. Um, my my lovely bride points that out and accurately that. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the law. He is the fulfillment of that. But let's look at what it says real quick in Psalm 102, verses 25 through 27. Again, from the English Standard Version. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. Now, again, that's just basically a direct quote from that passage. And we need to understand that that refers to God who is being used as the speaker in this passage referring to his son Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of the law. The earth and heavens folded up like a cloak reveals that the earth, uh, it just represents that it's not, it's not permanent, not indestructible. Um, which is something that would be contrary to what a lot of Greek and Roman philosophers would have thought back in the day where they thought that the earth had a, a sense of permanence. It would not be going anywhere. But we recognize that um, the earth is, there is going to be a new heaven and a new earth someday. It's not going to be the, what we represent, where we talk about here. It's not going to be like what we are living at right now. There will be a change of some sort. And we recognize that there are, it's not permanent. It's not something that, uh, will last in the way that we understand it forever. There will be change. Jesus uh, is being represented here as the authority as established over all creation. In other words, we need to understand that what's referenced here is that he was there in the beginning. That's what we need to see here. He was there in the very beginning when the earth was with void and without form as mentioned in Genesis chapter 1 and that he was there at the time of creation and that's even referenced in other areas like in the book of john we i think we covered that very briefly last week we covered uh yeah john chapter one verses one through five we don't need to turn to that but that's just a reminder of jesus's presence uh at the very beginning as we understand the beginning understand we're talking about an eternal god we're talking about a god who has existed forever um, past, present, and future. Uh, he's an eternal God. and he, But he was there for the purposes of our uh, discussion in the beginning, as referenced in Genesis, the beginning of the earth as we understand it and know it. <coughs> Excuse me. So we understand those things. And what is being established here is that Jesus is indeed the authority over all creation, we need to understand that He is more than just a Messiah. He is our Creator. He is the one who is there from the present. And we need to recognize that in spite of what's going on in the world today, there are things that we sometimes get kind of hung up on. And we need to just go back directly to the Lord as being the source of our, what we have, what we're into. We sometimes worry about things that we don't need to. When we look at our finances um, as security, we're not really paying attention to Jesus Christ as being our security. Do you get that? When we look at temporary resources, things that are not going to last forever, we need to understand who is the one who provides those things to us uh, when we need them. It's Jesus that does through his power, through his ability. He is far greater than any possessions that we have. He is far greater than whatever we put our faith and trust in. We need to go back and look at an eternal God, an eternal presence in Jesus Christ as being the reason for our very existence, the reason for our living, the reason for our uh, being able to proclaim his name. Uh, These are all things we need to pay attention to and pay attention to them very closely. To make us sure I stay hydrated here, I don't lose my voice. Okay, so We see this, and if we look at verses 11 and 12, we we talk about again how those things are perishing, those things that were indeed created, but you are always the same. You will live forever. And that's what the takeaway is here about Jesus Christ. He indeed will live forever. He is the one that we need to rely upon, He is the one that we need to trust in. He is our protector, He is our healer. He is the one where we run into this strong tower. Um, We are safe in this strong tower. You go back to Proverbs, I believe it's 1810. Uh, That's where we get that verse from. We we want to always run to Jesus. Go to Jesus. Seek after Jesus. Go to his word. Read his word. Read his word and study his word every day, everybody. That's a constant thing that we've been saying uh, at Akron Alliance for quite some time now. And I've been saying it personally you got to get into his word every day and really see what the Lord is saying to us. He's the one who helps us through these times of difficulty. He certainly helped us through this past year uh, as a matter of focus and just looking at his word and seeing what he was trying to say to us personally. And I'm trusting that you're doing the same thing today. Knowing that today they're just the world is kind of turned upside down a little bit and we need to recognize, well, not a little bit, it's a lot, we need to recognize that Jesus Christ is who we go to in in the midst of all of that because all these things that we're experiencing and we see, he sees them too. He's quite aware of them. He, he knew that this would happen. He knew that these things were going to be taking place. We need to recognize that as we look at his word. So one of the things that it's important for us to understand too, because the readers of Hebrews, getting back in this section here, had experienced the rejection of their fellow Jews which is something that you have to understand is very, very similar to what a lot of believers today experience too where we may be the only believers in our families and there may be some rejection that takes place within our own families about your faith, where you stand who you look to, what you pay attention to um, and there are members of our own families who do not uh, want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ they'd much rather follow their own fleshly desires or fleshly uh, needs, whatever those things are. They may be good people as we view them or see them. They, may, they be, may be very nice, but they are lost people. And But what happens is that because of your stance, because of your position in following the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you may be alienated uh, or, or be alienated from that standpoint, just as those other Jewish Christians were with their fellow Jews. They may have felt isolated, which is very, very understandable because you're taking the position that Jesus Christ is the answer to everything, whereas the other person will say, why would you put all of your faith in someone you can't see or you can't even hear or you don't even know anything about, really, and the truth is they don't know anything about him. You have a great knowledge of him, but they don't understand that. So, understand that because of that temptation of not being accepted by other family members, guess what happens? Uh, You want to go back to the old ways of doing things. You want to go back to this place where I want to be accepted. I want to be uh, held in high esteem by other family members. So I'm going to go back to the way things were done before. I'll go back to following the old Mosaic Law. I'll go back to doing those things that are... um, Rather than following Jesus Christ, who we've just gotten through saying, he's eternal, he is ever-present, he is uh, one who never leaves us nor forsakes us, he'll go back to the old Mosaic law in such a way to you know, hopefully gain the favor of those who uh, are shunning you or disdaining you. Well, the writer of Hebrews was warning them not to do this. Do not do that. Do not fall to that temptation. Christ is the only security that we have in a changing world. He is the only security we have. We don't have security anywhere else. There are, it's interesting how we, we hear about uh, security breaches all the time when it comes to emails and stuff like that. So-and-so, LinkedIn the other day, got hit with another massive email, uh, massive uh, breach of security. And um, LinkedIn is, um, <laughs> I'm debating this thing on, LinkedIn, honestly, I don't know. Um, They've had two major breaches now, and it's like, you you get to the point where it's like, I really don't, it it doesn't really do that much for me anyway. I'm still debating that uh, internally, but whenever you see those breaches like that, you would think that something that's supposed to be so secure, it turns out it's not at all. And so that's exactly what we need to see here, though. The only security we have in a changing world is Jesus Christ. Whatever happens in the world, Christ remains forever changeless, changeless. And that's what we have to always see and understand here. He is unchangeable. If we trust him, we are absolutely secure. There is no, no breach. There is no leaving us. There is no forsaking us. There is no forgetting about us, anything like that. Um, he is the one who is the firm foundation. He is the firm foundation over the entire universe, the very things that we can see with a a telescope, all those things, Jesus Christ presides over all of those things because he is our creator, the uncreated creator. And there's a a famous hymn that captures the truth about Jesus Christ. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Amen and amen. There is no other foundation that we should be paying attention to other than Jesus Christ. The writer of Hebrews was telling these Jewish Christians, don't fall for it. Don't fall for the temptation, excuse me, of um, resisting Jesus Christ and going back to doing things the old way because they weren't going to be helpful. Ultimately, what it comes down to is that Christ is Lord. He is the one we pay attention to. We don't pay attention to meaningless uh, traditions, doing things that are not going to help you to follow Christ anymore. That's why I always get wary when I see traditions. Traditions are not necessarily going to be beneficial to uh, increasing your faith. Uh, they just won't. It's just, not, it's just a tradition. Um, but it's much more important for you to look to Christ and be prayerful to Christ. And there are just times you just have to get down on your knees and just ask the Lord um, to forgive me, forgive yourself for what you've done, transgressions in your life, just going to him and, and making sure that he is indeed the foundation that we pay attention to. We don't Uh, we have fleshly desires no question about it there are things that we want to do in the flesh but Jesus Christ says just come to me Uh, all of you who have burdens who are weary and and I will be your rest and that's exactly what we need to be doing he is our firm foundation he keeps us out of the miry clay he keeps us out of the sinking sand so what does it mean to say back to verse 12 um you are always the same. You will live forever. That's the, what's referenced here. Um, there is no limit to your days, as it said in the Psalms. It means that Christ's character is never going to change. That's for what it really means. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and in the future, forever. He is never going to change. His character will always be the same. You notice how his word has never changed all throughout uh... scripture his word the essence of his word has never changed have there been tweaks in the word based upon languages absolutely have there been issues where we need to make sure there are corrections made in some passages of scripture certainly but the bottom line is that the essence of his word has never changed people get caught up in details sometimes that it isn't quite necessary to do we need to make sure that we're focusing on the fact that god's word is indeed true it speaks of him it speaks to who he is and his character um He persistently shows his love to us. That's one thing that's really important for us to remember about God's character. He loves us. He is always fair. He's always just. He is always merciful. And he is merciful to even you and me who don't deserve mercy, frankly. Uh, He's merciful and he extends that grace to us even though we are undeserving. And so we need to make sure that we're very thankful that Jesus Christ doesn't change his character because if he did change his character, then that might be trouble for us. That would be a problem. But we are thankful to know that he will never do that because he's always true to himself. He has always referenced his truth. He always is going to be helpful to us when we need it. And he always will forgive us when we fail. And that's what we always need to remember. He is always going to be helpful to us and forgive us when we fail, when we mess up. And we mess up a lot, um, not to not to beat that to death, but that is exactly what we do. We have been doing that, and we have done that in the past. So, one of the things that I want to also mention too about uh, the passage, especially in Hebrews ten verses one to twelve, uh, and we referenced back to what it was referring to, um, when the psalm was written that is being quoted from here in Psalm one hundred two twenty five to twenty seven. Um, the writer was expressing, in many ways, uh, what, how problems and heartaches can overwhelm us. And have we been overwhelmed in, in the past? I mean, we've been overwhelmed when um, sometimes we feel like God is not nearby. Sometimes we feel like we're not, he's not anywhere near us. Uh, he's not present, but he always is near us. But We have to understand that Satan will trick us into thinking that we are, in some way, shape, or form, God isn't listening to us. God isn't hearing us. We need to remember that Jesus Christ is always going to remain present. The world's going to perish eventually, but Christ will always remain and will be steadfast. He is always present. He is always active, and that's what we need to remember here as we look at these passages. Okay, final section of Hebrews 1, verses uh, 13 and 14 is what we'll read here. But I hope you get the permanence of The magnificence, the totality of Jesus Christ These words that I'm using About how he is greater than the angels He is greater than anything or anyone That we could ever imagine Uh, We need to recognize that we don't worship people We don't worship angels Because of what they do for us We worship Jesus Christ He is the creator of the angels He's our creator He's the creator of the world we live in And so that's where our worship and focus should always be Verses 13 and 14, Hebrews 1, and God never said to any of the angels, "Sit in the place of your of honor at my right hand until my uh, until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet." Verse 14. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who inhe- will inherit salvation. Now, if you recognize in verse 13, there's a couple of passages there. Um, First of all, the first section where it says, sit in place in the place of honor at my right hand, that is actually being cited from Psalm 110, verse 1, um, where it says, "A Psalm of David, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And that is exactly what is being referenced here. And remember that that was actually quoted, Jesus Christ actually used that same quotation uh, when uh, he was speaking about uh, who he was and, who, and, and giving reference to who he was. And he was referring directly to this communication where God was saying, Sit at the right, in the place of honor at my right hand, where, you know, that's exactly what Stephen saw when he was being sown. He saw Jesus Christ at the right hand of God up in heaven. And these are things we need to reference. These are not things that are just being said for the sake of saying them, they have a relevance. To the passages, there's an amazing consistency in Scripture here. Sitting in the right hand until I humble your enemies, because we know that Jesus Christ has enemies, doesn't He? He has enemies as well as He has followers. But they are going to face a humbling that's going to take place uh, one day when they may, when they have a reckoning of their situations, making them a footstool under your feet. So, though that passage uh, is something that we need to recognize and understand here. So, when we look at that passage, angels are God's messengers, especially verse 14. That's what we're looking at here. Angels are indeed God's messengers. That is what we have to see. They're spiritual beings, beings created by God. They are under his authority. And we see that in Colossians 1.16. And they have several functions. They serve believers. They protect the helpless. Um, Matthew 18.10 says that. Let me take a quick look at that real quick. Didn't plan on going there. Yeah. Uh, Matthew 18.10. Just for the sake of reference and looking at the consistency of Scripture here as well too because we need to see this as well. Matthew 18.10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Wow. Okay. There you go. It's a direct reference to the angels and don't Those angels protect the children. They protect those kids. Now, we know that um, there is so much evil in the world today, we wonder where that protection really is. But you have to understand something about protection. The protection is not necessarily uh, about the physical protection here on this fallen earth, but it is about their souls. It's about the kids and taking care of those kids uh, for eternal life. We know that there are children who have been violated and and. There's always something to pray for, amen? There's always something we should be praying for in a world where evil seems to have overtaken good in many areas as far as just visibility. But we recognize that the protection is is all about their very souls, their very very beings. And that's what we have to recognize here. And God has done that and he continues to do those things. Um, Angels proclaim God's messages. That's in Revelation 14, verses 6 through 12. And they also execute God's judgment. Acts 12, verses 1 through 23. Revelation 20, 1 through 3. There are different references to what angels have done and what they continue to do in our lives. And we need to see these things as we look at God's goodness. They all, the, the angels serve Jesus Christ. They serve the Lord. They serve him as we serve him. So the whole point of this passage in Hebrews chapter 1 is to speak about the importance of the superiority of Jesus Christ and recognizing that he is greater than the angels. The angels serve him. The angels serve him and help us on his behalf. And that's the takeaway. Um, And we just thank, you know, we we just thank the Lord for what he is doing to keep us and preserve us, to heal us, to protect us. Um, We know that he has the complete ability to heal us but he also sends the people, uh, the angels to also do that representation for us as well too where uh, they're communicating to us they're helping us through they're serving us um, and protecting us and those are things that we all need to recognize as well too Um, I'm just very thankful that that's what God has done Uh, we are very thankful that God has set this up for us and the Jewish Christians this message is to encourage them To not look back, but look forward. Not look back at the Mosaic Law. Not look back at the way things were done before. But now look at Jesus Christ as the fulfillment of that law. Amen? That's the takeaway for this passage. And I pray that you'll see this as well, too. That we don't look back. We don't look back at those things that hold us back from serving the Lord Jesus Christ. We look to him in the present and in the future. Are you praying, for example, for... Our church and what happens with our church in the present and in the future because that's God's way of working through us. We are fellowshipping together as a church and we want to seek his wisdom and knowledge as we move forward and we want to continue to grow in our personal relationships with him as we learn more from him. That's really the most important thing about what church is all about. We get together and fellowship together and come together with a common mind and we're praying for each other as we need it as we've been praying for brother roscoe and others as well too brother jasper that's what we need to be doing as a church we look to the present look to the future we don't look back can't change the past we can only address the present and prepare for the future but we do so with the knowledge the loving knowledge that jesus christ is right there with us at all times let's pray father we thank you for your very presence this morning we thank you for what you're teaching us We thank you for the lesson of understanding that the angels are provided as a help to us. And I thank you that you are indeed the uncreated creator. You love us. You have mercy upon us. You forgive us for our sins. And we thank you that you're a God that we can approach, that we can come to. And Lord, you indeed are King of kings and Lord of lords. And we thank you for your majesty and for your grace. Bless us and keep us, O Lord, as we move forward. Bless us as we celebrate this country's independence and recognizing that we indeed are independent of those things that hold us back, such as sin, because of your very presence this morning. Thank you for the reminders. Thank you for giving us the reminder to study your word each day. Thank you for helping us to see the importance of being taught by your word every day. Thank you for helping us to see the importance of prayer and fellowship with you each day. Bless us, O Lord, as we move forward. We give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We will be heading to Akron now, heading to church today. Remember, as a reminder, we're outside, so please dress comfortably. Uh, We look forward to seeing you for those of us, uh, those of you who will be joining us in Akron. For those of you who are staying uh, with us online, Pastor Gus's message... Uh, the Old Testament and New Testament come from God. That's a continuation of the Covenant series. It will be available online immediately after Sunday school when we sign off here. God bless you all. Pardon me? It's pre recorded, yes. Uh, God bless you all. You take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Take care of yourselves. Have a great and wonderful 4th of July and Independence Day. We'll see you.